1: Hey, Al McCoy here, and you are listening to the Solar Panel. Hello, and welcome, everybody, into another edition of the Sun Solar Panel here on basically wherever you listen to podcasts on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter. we come to you in any medium and every medium we'll send you a vhs tape if we have to Uh, we really appreciate you the flaming ballers joining us today on the program i am greg esposito ahoy hoy i am your host and joining me as always usually he's below me on the screen but today he is next to me and is the caramel thunder from down under it's all bookman Saul, how are you my friend
0: I i don't know dude you know i we moved into this new house i'm trying to get things set up and uh as we were talking off camera you can probably see a little bit of like a reddish tint to my face because i'm on webcam number two and this piece of crap is exactly what it is and uh so now i'm gonna have to go back to the drawing board i just don't want to buy a, a dslr camera a big camera and i'm trying to figure out a way i can use my iphone in in, in conjunction with this because it has a better camera but if I, if i don't look like i'm the walking dead then i look like i've been on the beach for like 14 hours so it's
1: there's Let's no not happening. lie. Let's stop blaming the camera. This is all the hard work you've put into this house over the last two weeks. You you basically are <laughs> exhausted and it's turned your complexion red.
0: Uh, uh, probably stress level. Yes, a little bit of that goes <laughs> into that for sure. Just
1: paint, just paint the wall behind you red. Your won't look as red. That's, that's <laughs> the way we handle these kind of things on the solar panel. You at, will
0: least go at least it doesn't look like I still live in a nursing home like last week. So there's
1: that. This is true. The I got rid 1940s of the lamp. lamp is no longer behind you. We have <laughs> no. the return of, of the Charles Barkley poster from the old uh, home studio. So glad to have Sir Charles back on the program. Uh, you may notice that there is somebody missing. It is the Silver Fox, Dave King. He had an early dinner to get to with some of his friends. So uh, <laughs> we gave him the morning off. So now Dave is also moving, so he will have a, a new home studio. You, you didn't
0: know that if you join if you join the Suns solar panel, you get a, a brand new home? Yeah. That's, apparently that's I what did. happens.
1: I, I didn't. <laughs> I am still in the same uh, undisclosed walk-in closet somewhere in the <laughs> Far East Valley. I, I did add some new accoutrements to the, uh, to the yeah, walk-in it closet. Nice. Change I like the it. shelf, So I have a little headroom. I added the vintage uh, Sun's pennant and the solar panel jersey. So there is something new for all of us. I just didn't get a full new home like the rest of you. So, Uh, and Dave's home uh, is a home, uh, not not the old folks' home. Just to to be clear, (laughs) he did buy a house. So That's uh, that's
0: that's where I was coming live from last week.
1: Dave's, Dave's, Dave's nursing home. Nursing home. Nursing home. Jeez. I love the fact that we've uh, we've <laughs> piled on Dave and he can't defend himself. Much like usually, uh, even when he's here, he can't defend himself very well. But the Suns. Speaking of a team that that is defended well, uh, they have picked up the pace over the last five games and have. Found themselves potentially. They're four and one. Feels like they've gotten things sort of back on track. If you ignore that uh, New Orleans game. Uh, so, Saul, so are you buying into this? Have the Suns found their their sea legs, for lack of a better term, and are they finally the team we thought they would be going into this season?
0: Well, you know, I, man, each game this week, in, in really since uh, last week when they when they stomped the Warriors. It is the most unusual four out of five game winning streak, if you will, um, that I might, I might have ever seen. It's just, there is no, not one win did you walk away and be like, man, this team has definitely got something going. You know what I mean? Like, it, they were all just kind of herky-jerky, and, you know, they they had the lead, and then they didn't have the lead, and then it looked like they probably were going to lose these games, but the one thing that I think is the constant is is no matter what happened in the what what has happened in the game, they found they find ways to win. And I think that is the mark of a good team. Uh, four out of your last five. You don't win four games in the NBA just uh, out of fluke, you know what I mean And none of these games do they have somebody that just went completely off, except for maybe Chris Paul um, in a couple. Um, but e- even thirty points for Chris Paul doesn't feel like it's going off, right? It's just it's just a solid performance because that's what he does. Uh, if Devin Booker dropped 30, we wouldn't really think twice about it. Uh, so, and, and the supporting cast hasn't really ha- – hasn't lived up to the hype that they set for themselves in the first 10 games. And that that's probably m- more of my concern. Uh, Mikel Bridges is kind of tailed off. Cam Johnson is definitely tailed off. Until last night, he, he kind of looked like he bounced back a little bit. But um, the the, th- the big takeaway is they're winning games despite not playing their best. And I think that's the mark of a good team.
1: I agree from that that front, and they're winning despite Cam Johnson and Mikael Bridges not playing well. Well, earlier in the year it was those guys were the key. If they didn't shoot well, if they didn't score at a high clip, this team was in trouble. If they, if they struggled from three-point line, this team was in trouble. Well, I'll give you some stats from Mikhail Bridges. In the last five games, he is averaging 11 points. Uh, 11.6 points on 10% three point shooting. He's two of 20 and they're still four and one. And that to me is a big deal because like I said, earlier in the year, if he wasn't on, if Cam Johnson wasn't on, this team was in trouble. And other guys have stepped up. You have Frank Kaminsky who has played huge. Kaminsky Cove is getting at hopping again. Let's just say that 10 points, 6.2 rebounds, 2.8 assists, in the last five games, but most impressively 54% uh, from the three point line and, and he's doing this all in about 17 and a half minutes on the court. That's encouraging movies. That's another bench guy deep bench guy. If you're looking at the beginning of the season, who is now contributing each one more stepped up Langston Galloway continuing to play well off that bench there uh, abdel nader which we spent way too much time talking about last episode and, <laughs> and thank god dave isn't here because we'd spend time on him and damian jones the rest of of this episode but uh, even even abdel nader ha- has played serviceable minutes in there so the suns have have started to find that deeper bench those guys that'll continue to contribute despite injuries to jay crowder and dario Saric still being out and and guys like that, they're finding ways to win. I mean, even Devin Booker was out uh, for part of this five-game stretch. But the guy that really the credit should go to, in my mind, is CP3. He's finally figured out how to be himself in Phoenix. Over the last five games, 21 points, 7.6 assists, 4.4 rebounds, two steals, 47.6% from beyond the arc in about 31 minutes a game that's exactly where you need chris paul and yes it's been a little up and down it hasn't been consistent i'll have a 30 point game i'll have a 13 point game but overall he's figured out what he needs to do to help this team win and when he needs to do it i feel that is the most encouraging uh, thing about this entire run is that he's figured it out and when chris paul gets going that's when this entire Suns team is going to get going. And I think that's where we are.
0: Yeah, you know, I think there's there's a couple different prisms by which I look this. And the main one is kind of similar to what I was saying at the very beginning of the year about DeAndre Aiden is, is you need DeAndre Aiden to play at almost an all-star level for you to be a contender in the West, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think uh, the way I'm looking at this now is is you need your, your star players to play the way they should be playing, and then you need – a, a contributor or two here or there to really step up. Devin Booker has not had a good year, in my opinion. Like, not not to the level of what you know what we expect from Devin Booker. You know, he's been he's been kind of erratic. He's been a little bit off. He hasn't really um, you know he hasn't shot the ball as well as he usually does. You know, but he's still Devin Booker, and he can still drop twenty on an average. You know what I mean? So uh, I'm still I'm still looking for more Devin Booker. Um, I we have yet to see the game where CP3 and Devin Booker have both clicked. And when that happens, it's going to be beautiful. Uh, DeAndre. uh, Go ahead.
1: I was just to say, in that second half on Friday against Detroit, you saw a little bit of it. They kind of took over that second half, but it's not a to bit. the point where they both start.
0: You know? Yeah, a little bit, but they were already up by 16, and it kind of looked like both teams were just kind of on cruise control, waiting to get out of there. I know, I know, the broadcast was trying to hype up and say, you know, like, oh, you know, this is the position Detroit was in last time. Yeah, I was like, well, that was in Detroit, and they were hitting threes out of their mind in that game. Uh, and that just was not going to happen last night. So a little bit of a different story. Uh, again, I just – when that happens, it's going to be awesome. Uh, DeAndre Aiden, again, the inconsistency offensively uh, is just – it leaves a lot um, to desire. It just does. And you know me. I'm a big DA fan. You know, I, I want that guy to do uh, as well as possible. But, um, you know, defensively and rebounding-wise, I have no complaints. I, I think he's been fantastic. But offensively, man, I just – I I, I don't know when it's going to happen. It happened there for a little spurt for like three or four games, and then it kind of went away where he just was aggressive. But now he's kind of deferred back to this, you know, uh, deferring to everybody else mentality. And when you get the ball underneath the basket and you're big, you don't defer to anybody. You just go. And I, I'm kind of tired of the the passing out um, and letting everybody else set up the, the tone for that. I just –
1: I feel like a lot of times when he's got a mouse in the house or he's got good position, they're not getting him the ball too. so well, finding that rhythm and how, that many, confidence. how many
0: how many times is this guy gonna get the ball down low and drop the ball? You know what I mean? like drop the ball or it brings the ball down low physically and they get just gets it ripped from him. like it's happened too many times to trust him. I mean that, to that's, be honest that's
1: fair I mean that that is very fair that that he has done certain things that has warranted a lack of trust from some teammates. I have liked, though, at the end of games, even if he's having a rough offensive night, he's finding ways to have an impact, whether he's getting a, a rebound off the floor when Chris Paul has a miss and, and getting fouled late in a game to, to have an impact, uh, you know, getting big rebounds when they need it, even, even though the consistency isn't there he's finding a way to have an impact late in games uh, in a lot of these wins over the last five. So that is, For sure. that is encouraging to me. At least we're seeing that from him. So I'll give him credit where credit's due, but you're right. The, the consistency is not there. It needs to get there if we expect this guy to be part of any big three, but, one thing I want to get to, and I briefly touched on Mikhail Bridges. Can we slow the Mikhail Bridges as a superstar train down to a crawl? Like, I know it's probably because I spend a lot of time in the vacuum that is Sun's Twitter, and and guys tend to get overhyped. But Mikhail Bridges was part of a national article this week hyping him up and, and things. And you just look at it, and if we want to talk consistency, Mikhail Bridges is not there from a consistency standpoint offensively either, and that's frustrating as well. If this guy's supposed to be looked at as you know, as some people want to think, he's the third part in in a big three here. You can't shoot ten percent from three point land over a five game stretch, right? Well, Two you, of well, twenty you, doesn't get it done.
0: You can if you can score in other ways. You know what I mean? And, and his in his and his go to has been slashing to the basket, which. Largely relies on other people getting you the ball, and so you know if you're gonna if you're gonna be a superstar, you're gonna have to be able to create your own shot in many different ways. And I think Mikhail's still trying to find that out, or he's well, trying, you. still trying to figure that out. I should say.
1: Take the take the Sean Marion comparison out of your mouth. I think that's an, not you, just in general. Uh, I feel like that's an insult to Sean Marion when you try to say Mikhail Bridges is as good, if not better. I've oh. heard people say that. And it's like that's, no that's
0: blasphemy you, right there
1: you're, you're forgetting who sean no. marion was yeah in, in, I, go back and watch that could mikhail be on that level someday sure not there not close right now uh, and i'm sure uh, i will have a a mob uh on twitter coming at me for saying that but look mikhail has work to do that's just that's just the reality of it but I think the most interesting thing to come out of these last five games, Friday night against Detroit, it was Cam Johnson out of the starting lineup, Jay Crowder out injured. So Jay didn't get the start. It was Frank Kaminsky played very well. First time you've had two guys with size in the starting lineup this year. And after the game, Monty Williams said, and I'll actually read this quote. So I don't misquote anything. He says, "I I think that, that's going to be the way we're going, going to do this going forward, because we're seeing all these teams who are being big and they're playing big power forwards points in the paint and production. In the paint has been something that we've wanted to nullify as it relates to playing against teams like that. I feel like we needed more size End quote I, to me, that says Frank Kaminsky staying in the starting lineup because he's the only guy with size. Jay Crowder isn't a guy that has size that you're going to put next to deandre damian jones isn't worth the spot on the roster i'm pretty convinced uh, he's james jones cousin and we're just not aware of it right now you, you know james is doing a favor to, to somebody in his family there uh, and Jalen smith is has been relegated to the bench we're not seeing minutes for him so he's not the size so frank kaminsky seems like the odd man in in this case and over the last five he's, he's played well enough to be that, but I don't think that's a long-term solution. Do you? I, I uh, love this this is crazy <laughs> clip of Frank the other night uh, when, <laughs> in Dallas. You gotta love Frank's energy; is fun for sure. Let's uh, let's give him that. Uh, he he brings that to the team
0: for sure. No, I I love Frank's energy. Um, uh, man, I I'm shocked at how somebody can go from barely even playing a minute in the in the early part of the season to, I mean, you you gotta say it. He's been the second best player on the Suns this past week. He just has. He's in kept of, that second,
1: in terms of consistency, sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's kept that second unit uh, alive and moving. Um, you know, he's he's been a great facilitator, he's made some great passes, he's he's hit some key shots. Uh, he's added a little bit of a floater to his game all of a sudden like Frank Kaminsky's been the second best player on this team during this 4 out of 5 stretch. He just has. Uh, whether you like to say that or not, he just has, you know, I, yeah. Devin Booker drops, you know, 20 plus points. Cool. But there, Frank Kaminsky is affecting the game in so many other different ways. And uh, I, I mean, I've been very impressed with Frank. Uh, it's hard for me to say that as a U of A guy, he knows that I've told him that to his face <laughs> and he just laughs. That's fine. But uh, you know, yeah, I think Frank Kaminsky, uh, you know, you needed another big while Dario was out to step up and I mean, moving forward, as you know, as we talked about off air, you know, Monty Williams said that, you know, this is the way going forward because he's tired of kind of playing small ball for a little while. So we'll see how that works out. We'll but, see know, how that works out.
1: Dario's not a big either. I can't see him him being the starting forward. So Frank, again, seems like the odd man in here and. I just don't think that's sustainable. And this is from the guy that runs real estate on Kaminsky Cove. Like, I I, I love Frank. I love the energy he brings. But he's not a guy that's going to be a starting power forward on, on a team that you're hoping is a top five team in the Western Conference. It just does not seem sustainable. Yeah,
0: but, I mean, okay, one through five, There's not every team in the NBA is stacked from one through five, like, with a bunch of all-stars. You know, you're going to have – you know, I mean, name. Okay, let's just say in the West, all right. Power forward wise, if you if you're playing the Lakers, who are you worried about besides Anthony Davis? You have Da covering Anthony, maybe. Okay, so Frank Kaminsky ma- matches up against who? I don't even know who the hell their power forward is right now.
1: Well. Yeah, it depends you know what I, mean? I mean like if you, if so it's, size wise you know i mean and, you know. Yeah, yeah
0: i mean but like matchup wise like i i think i think sometimes we overthink the the power forward position and the small forward position guys are That's versatile true. frank is versatile he can he can play a little bit of you know the 4 or the 5 he's he you know and when you're switching up with da like okay you're you're missing out a little bit athletically for sure but I mean, I I just feel like when when we're comparing Frank Kaminsky against like the elites in the NBA, yeah, of course, yeah, that's not the that's not the answer. But there's not many teams that have three, four guys that are elite enough to to guard guys like the Anthony Davises and such. So I I think when we're using that comparison, you know, Frank's just as good as any other power forward in the league that comes off the bench.
1: Look, that's that's. I, I I understand that. I still think this team needs to make a move, though. If, oh, if they yeah. I'm not do... saying
0: they're not going to make a move. No, <laughs> but, I'm just saying what, that... what they have right now is, is OK.
1: Yes, I think that can plug a hole for a certain amount of time. But if you want to be in the playoffs and potentially win a round or two, you're going to have to find another piece. I, I, I'm a firm believer in that. And there's a guy in Atlanta that my eyes turn to uh, in Collins. I look at that and I go, right price tag. He's only making a little over $4 million, which means that you can bring him in uh, here with, with the cap restrictions and everything you have and match up salaries in some kind of a trade and throw in some draft compensation, whatever, whatever needs to be. But that's the guy my eyes shift to not committing long term he's on an expiring contract he is a, a natural stretch four that can play there can have an impact uh for this team that guy is who i am i am I'm looking at and thinking okay uh, can shoot the three well too i i would love to see the suns make a move for, for somebody like that or some consistent three point shooting because to me, that, that's the biggest Achilles heel here. When the Suns lose, uh, they're shooting 30% from three and only 28% on, uh, on the road. And when they win, they're shooting almost 40% from three. This team lives and dies by the three-pointer, and they need more consistency. So I, I'm going after a power forward and, and looking for shooting if I, if I can figure out a way to make that happen and you know dario uh, he was in health and, and safety protocol now the ankle I- ankle injury uh, i don't know i can count on him the this season what what am i going to get out of him he's been, had the injuries and, and health stuff and uh, I, you need to figure it out i, I want to add pieces to this team because look in reality you have a two-year window right now you've chris paul for two years and, and you made that move to to invest all that money in bringing in CP3, you should be all in. You should be trying to figure out how to make this squad the best it can be over these next two years to go as far as you can. To prove I mean, to people in this league that you are building something special because when that Chris Paul money comes off the books, you know what you're going to have to do? You're going to have to attract a free agent if you want to have sustained winning and you're going to have to actually show that you're committed to doing what it takes to put a winner on the court and I think you got to do that
0: now. We got we got a lot of comments. <laughs> Marvin Bagley just popped up on in the chat room and I'm like what the he, heck? what he showed huh? up
1: hey, hey can you uh, Marvin, can we bring me in the fans?
0: Can we can we trade Mar- for Marvin Bagley? Like what? Okay. <laughs> um also there's a lot of chatter for sticks. Um I don't know if there's ever been well, I know I, I know every fan base is like this. I just will say this, and I'm not trying to disrespect anybody. But, man, we love some people that have never proven themselves in this league to to get a shot, to prove themselves in the league. Like I haven't seen anything from six that I'm like, woo, you know what I mean? Like it's just you know, he's gotten a couple minutes here and there, just like some of the other guys that are deep on the on this roster on the bench and they've come through and they've they've showed that they belong on that court and sticks is still trying to figure it out cuz he's a rookie. I don't know why we would throw him in there um at this at this point especially when let's say what it is. The Suns have been struggling, okay? They've won 4 out of 5, but it has not been a pretty 4 out of 5. And yeah. so now's not really the time to experiment with a guy like sticks trying to get him some minutes to to get his confidence up and blah 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 like I'm I'm not a big fan of that. I'm not a big fan of that. Plus, plus we're forgetting the fact that, you know, these guys see what Sticks is doing in practice and maybe it just ain't clicking yet.
1: Yeah, it it drives me nuts. Why if you were in in the situation that you were, knowing what you're trying to accomplish with CP3 and what you're trying to to make happen here in Phoenix, why do you spend a pick in in the lottery on a guy that that now you feel you don't have the confidence and maybe he's working his way back into shape after being in and health and safety protocols and, and what it seems like was actually having COVID. We, I don't believe we ever got any confirmation, but based on the time he was out, I'd imagine he actually had it. Maybe he's working himself back into shape, but man, it is it is concerning to me that you invested heavily in him and he can't see the floor over Damian Jones right now. And maybe that's a Monty thing.
0: I mean, shouldn't that tell you enough right there? Damian Jones, like he can't get over Damian Jones, bruh. Yeah, that, that's Damian problematic.
1: <laughs> you may not have drafted your, your next Cam Johnson there. Ooh. You may have You may have swung and missed, and I hope that's not the case because he has the raw talent, but yeah, right now – that's concerning, especially because the Suns are hurting for big man depth, right? You know, with with Crowder out on Friday night and Sarich out on Friday night, and he still couldn't find the floor, that's very problematic. And I can't imagine that's just Monty's rotations. They're, they have to be seeing something that's leading them to believe this guy is not ready for prime time out
0: well, and also let's also we got to factor in the fact uh, the the part that there is no G League either. And yeah. so there's no there's nowhere for uh, sticks to go get some game time, you know, minutes um, and kind of get into that rhythm and, and work on his game. And, um you know, it, that's gone for right now. So um, I know they're bringing back the G League here soon. They just had their draft, I think, a week or two ago. Um, yeah, they'll be back in the bubble, but um, it's it's not easy. And uh, you know who knows when Sticks is going to get his chance back. I, I don't. I, I think this might be one of those years where you, you just hope to get him a, a couple minutes here and there in blowouts. But <clears throat> I would not expect for him to to contribute. I certainly wouldn't expect what what people were saying in the chat during the draft night and talking about <laughs> how he was going to be Amari Stoudemire 2.0 plus a jump shot from from the perimeter. It's going to be amazing. And I'm like, dude. There's a reason why he fell. I mean, it was kind of a risk to take him that high in the first place. Like, we all knew that. We were all surprised when it happened. So um, all, when all of a sudden you think that James Jones has is, is found the magic link, um, sometimes you swing and miss, like you said.
1: Is shout out to our our friend Casey Jacobson, who's saved our ass on draft night because oh my God. he was the only one that knew anything about it. Because
0: I was like, "Who?
1: <laughs> Who <laughs> Nobody was prepared dude? for that sticks pick." Let's be honest <laughs> with that. Uh, and it looks like sticks may not have been prepared to be picked in the in the lottery either. By, by like, the oh, fact. But what did it just so, call my name for? Real? <laughs> I, I I'm now on a, a team I have to potentially have an impact on. Uh, <laughs> So so if if you had to make a move like if if you're James Jones and you're looking at this roster where are you improving is there is there any particular position is there anybody you have in mind that you'd want to chase
0: You know I I definitely would love a more consistent shooter from the perimeter um you know I I always think about those those you know the Cavs teams or or the um it always seems like a guy like Kyle Korver finds his way to a team that's contending, right? I mean, <laughs> Kyle Korver has always been a name out there that you know, if you just need some, some a guaranteed bucket from the perimeter, Kyle Korver's your guy. JJ Riddick hasn't had the best of seasons so far, but you know, coming off the bench, getting you a couple threes just kind of gets you sparked. Um, he might be that dude. Who knows? Um, At
1: thirteen million, that's tough. Admittedly,
0: it, it is very tough in the salaries. Probably not gonna probably not gonna be the reason why you you, you pull the trigger on that one. Um, outside of that, around the league, you know, there's just not many there's not many dudes that that I think are going to be available uh, because you know maybe their salary's too high or whatever. But um, yeah, I can't really think of any any right off the top. You know, somebody in the chat said you know they wanted Mikhail Bridges to play. I wanted to get back to this Mikhail Bridges to play more like a like a Draymond Green role. And and I'm like, you couldn't have picked a more opposite player from Mikhail Bridges outside of maybe the versatility defensively that they provide than Draymond Green. Because Draymond Green, <laughs> for what he provides on the court, it's it's just as much mentally as it is physically. Like yeah. his defensive prowess is something, yes, but he gives those dudes a backbone. Like because he is just that dude on the court, like that's always talking trash, won't back down to anybody. And when he's on the court, you feel a little tougher because you know, you know, he's got your back. You know what I mean? Mikhail Bridges ain't that dude, <laughs> not, <laughs> not even close. Not, I don't think now, Mikhail Bridges ever. has ever opened his mouth on the court um, outside of to be like, and one. <laughs> that's it. So,
1: so. so in the chat, uh, Flaming Baller, uh, notorious Flaming Baller, Rick Johnson wants to know, uh, how is Langston Galloway not that guy? And when you talk, about uh, a jj reddick type that can come off the bench and, and hit a few threes like how was how was he not fitting that role already
0: the the reason why is is because langston galloway can't create his own shot and that's the difference right jj reddick can dribble uh, can dribble off the pick and pull up langston galloway hasn't really proven that to my to my estimation like he 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 can he can pump fake take a dribble pull up yes but I'm talking about multiple dribbles coming off of a pick and pulling up. He doesn't have that in his game. He, he never has. Um, I think he's more of a spot-up shooter than anything else, and he's proven that. Uh, I've watched him now for what? We've we've played, what, 20-something 20, 20 games? And I, have, I, have, I haven't really seen that. So J.J. Redick's a little bit different when it comes to that. He gives you a little bit more versatility um, and flexibility um, movement-wise than Langston Galloway. So that's why Langston Galloway isn't that guy. And J.J. Redick, to be clear, I'm not. I'm not one thousand percent dead set on JJ Redick for sure. I mean, there's other shooters out there, um, like a Kyle Korver, like I said, um, that that might be available. But um, yeah.
1: Yeah, and look, look. That's not to say that Langston Galloway isn't isn't a part of this equation. You need multiple guys that can hit threes, especially open threes, and that's part of the problem that the Suns team has had. Is they, you know, when they go cold from deep, like they did against New Orleans, (laughs) they have absolutely no shot at winning. I mean, it's it's just the case. Spicy
0: pee. (laughs) (laughs) uh,
1: Yeah. it just—I look at it, and and that's very frustrating. You bring up Kyle Corver. You mean Suns great Kyle Corver, right? You do remember uh, that he—he yeah. he was technically on the roster, and then they—they yeah. uh, they cut him after a trade, so he could go sign elsewhere. So yeah, he, he, he was here for a hot hot minute.
0: He was here he, for a he, hot
1: he, minute. Yeah, he didn't even fly to Phoenix. He got—he got, he got no. traded in spirit here, and then got let go. So don't have to worry about that. <laughs> uh, I just, I, I, the flaming ballers uh, having a good old time in, in the chat today. Uh, so you look at this, and I, I think one interesting thing in terms of three point shooting, we're talking about it. Charles Barkley, our favorite, uh, former Phoenix Sun, uh, had an interesting comment about three point shooting on Inside the NBA this week. So, do we have that clip?
0: Yeah, give give me a minute to, to right. pull it up. Yeah, well, yeah. I'll, I'll
1: tee it up a bit. Charles uh, went on a bit of a rant in terms of three-point shooting in the NBA here, and I found it interesting.
0: Yeah, he. Uh, here we go.
1: Stupid-ass
0: <laughs> basketball. Just jack up threes all night. Yeah, y'all play like I'm going to be the old man, get off my lawn. Y'all sit there watching stupid-ass basketball. <laughs> Just jack up threes all night. They go in, we win, we miss, they lose. Give me a break, you dumbass. Yeah, yeah, y'all play I, do you, I mean, is that,
1: is, is that where we're at? Like, I, I actually kind of agree with Charles. I, not to play the get off my lawn, as he says, or or the anti-analytics guy, but I think the pendulum may have swung slightly too far in that direction. And I think the Suns are an example of that when you see you know, on nights that that – They're they're cold. They're still this stat caught me off guard in the losses when they're shooting only 30%. They're shooting. they're, They're taking 43 point attempts right in their wins. They're only taking 34 three point attempts. So when they're shooting poorly they're shooting more of them which is insane to me you would think at some point you go we're cold let's try something else and yet they double down on it and i think that's what barkley's talking about in that clip is it's not smart basketball
0: yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's kind of like, it's exactly what you just said. You said doubling down. It's, it, it's exactly like I am at the blackjack table. I go in with like a hundred bucks. I'm like, this is all I'm going to play. And then I get up to like 400. And I'm like, whoo, here we go. That's what the Suns were early in the season. Right. They, they started winning a lot. They put a lot of money in. They're like, Oh, I'm feeling pretty good. Then they started to lose it. <clears throat> and then they almost lose it all. And then they're like, well, let me take out another hundred dollars and Let's do this again. I, I know I can make that money back, right? And that's—it's like a sickness. <laughs> Take a debit I don't, card away I, from them. I, I, I don't have a gambling problem, just so you know. Uh, and so, yeah, it, it, that's exactly what the Suns do. They—they they try to get it all back in one shot, <clears throat> and it just doesn't work.
1: Yeah, to me, on those nights when when you're pretty obvious and you're not making it. You got to cut to the basket. People say, well, the Suns don't have a roster for that. Well, then that's a flaw in the roster. That's poor roster construction if you don't have guys that can do that. And I refuse to believe that. We've seen Cam Johnson uh, go to the uh, go to the hole early in the season. We were applauding him for that, that he added that to his game. Mikhail Bridges can sl- slash, as you said, he needs somebody to get him the ball, but uh, you know he's not doing it off the dribble. But still, there's ways to do that, and some of that comes down to play calling too. If your offense doesn't have that built into the system that you can default to when threes aren't falling. That's problematic as well. To me.
0: Is, is, so in the chat, somebody said Grayson Allen. <clears throat> Sorry, Grayson Allen. Um, I don't know, and, and Cody Hunt actually I'll put his, his comment up. He said Grayson Allen is maybe the only player in the NBA that I couldn't root for, even if he was on the Suns. And I don't know if I disagree with that. I think, I I, I, man, I don't know if there's ever been a villain in the NBA that hasn't done anything in his career that has been... So hated before in all of basketball circles. Like even his name, Grayson. Like, I just want to punch the guy in the throat. Like it's
1: just he has the most punchable face in basketball.
0: Oh like, my god. You know, JJ Redick for for like the Duke shooting guards, right? JJ Reddick didn't have quite that reputation, but people didn't like JJ Redick either. But JJ Reddick has kind of grown in the league and his and his and his counterparts like him and stuff like that. Grayson Allen, like there's dudes in the NBA that hate, hate. Hate Grayson Allen, and you can see it on the court. Oh
1: God, I just hate that guy. <laughs> well, I'm glad we're in agreement. There are a lot of guys that, when they're not on your team, I mean, CP3, quite frankly, is is one of those guys that you get really frustrated at when he's not on your team. He's just mm-hmm. the kind of guy that gets under your skin. Grayson Allen, to me, is is the guy that uh, <laughs> that is under your skin, even if he's on your team. I don't think I don't think I. I'd like him. There, there's a handful of guys. Robert Ori was that way. The Morris brothers are, are that way, yeah. where even if they're on your team, you're like, yeah, I don't feel particularly great about this. Uh, you know, uh, maybe maybe the Lakers fans and Spurs fans would say differently about Ori, but I stay in that camp and you're never going to uh, you're never. There's, gonna there's a difference. The
0: there's a difference between not backing down and just playing dirty. Yeah, and well, Grayson's definitely the the dirty player for that sure. Is, that
1: is true. Perplexed damage also says Robert Ori in the chat. Uh, yeah. I had to to you. I hundred percent agree. He's a guy that that is like that as for well. Life. So uh, you know, uh, so we agree. I think some move needs to be made. Well it's yet to be seen uh, if the suns will do it. We've got a little bit more time than usual right. Uh, we We probably have about two and a half weeks traditionally. Until the trade deadline, uh, but with the season getting shifted back, we're talking March, late March, I believe. I'm not going to guess on the date because I, I don't know it yeah. off the top of my head. But it is late March, so there is plenty of time to make those kind of decisions uh, before they are. Uh, you,
0: usually, usually the trade deadline's like February 14th, like around Valentine's Day, because you know people like to get their hearts broken by trading their favorite players. So. <laughs> Um, but making, this year I this
1: trade whatsoever.
0: <laughs> this year I do believe it's going to be like the the last week of March or the beginning of April.
1: Yeah, so we'll see what the Suns do there. New segment on the show right now. We're going to do the Twitter question of the week. If you follow us at Sun Solar Panel on Twitter, you will see that we have some fun. We throw out some unique questions. On Twitter throughout the week because you know it's sometimes we're bored at work and we decide you know let's uh let's have some fun spice it up. The, my favorite question we threw out there this week was the best son, and so we might have this this graphic of the tweet. But best son, not named Berkeley Nash or Booker, who do you have, Saul, uh, out of that group? I mean, uh, it's pretty.
0: It's pretty. I mean, it's between two guys, right? It's either. For me, it's either Sean Marion or it's Tom, or not Tom Chambers. (laughs) Get out of here. Sean Sean Marion or Amari Stoudemire. Hold
1: on. Hold on. (laughs) Back it up. <laughs> Dave's not here, so I haven't gotten particularly angry, but now I'm a little perturbed at you. How do you
0: confuse right. a Murray Stoudemire and Tom James? No, no. first of all, nobody's confusing those two at all. Um, I was actually trying to pull up your stupid-ass tweet, and I saw Tom flash across my screen. That's why I said Tom Espo. That's why.
1: No. No, you were just, you just don't know the difference between Amari Stoudemire and Tom James. Yes, yeah. I don't
0: know the difference between literally black and white. My bad.
1: <laughs> you see no color. You see no color whatsoever. That <laughs> yeah. uh, is called book. Carmel no, isn't Carmel isn't a color to him. It's a state of mind.
0: Of yeah. <laughs> yeah no. Um, no. I, I I would probably go with Amari Stoudemire. Um, I know Sean Marion. Uh, just he, he first of all, he played longer than than Amari for the for the franchise um, and did uh, a ton of great things. But uh, without Amari Stoudemire, you don't have what we had with the seven seconds or less Suns. We you just don't because you needed that guy that could that could dominate down low. That and he was he was a walking bucket, twenty to thirty a game guaranteed. Um, had some fantastic dunks, um, and so I just. You know, I, I just think Amari Stoudemire is that dude. That that would be it.
1: F- you F- chat says Trevor Reza. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you for for joining. In. You're you're wrong, Saul. Uh, people in the chat who are saying Kevin Johnson, people are saying Connie Hawkins, Paul Westfall, Marion, Amari. You're all wrong, and I'm just gonna frankly tell you. Uh, you know, there's only one one man and one man only that w- after you look at at Barkley, Nash or Booker and you say, who is the greatest son of all time? There's only one other guy. Right. And he's right up here. It's Al McCoy. It is. Al McCoy is the greatest son. Not that's like ever. the
0: biggest yeah. cop out ever.
1: The, that he is, is like
0: the he's biggest the cop Alan out ever.
1: Because clearly
0: happened. we're talking about on the court. And you just completely. Where does went. it say
1: on the court? It says best son oh, not named Barking Yash or Brooklyn. The gorilla,
0: then. Uh,
1: I I I can't argue with that. Although, uh, ah, much like so the it's rest not of so
0: clear had, anymore, is it?
1: it <laughs> a tough last decade. All right. Actually, how
0: about just the logo? The Phoenix Suns original logo. That's the number one. Come on, man.
1: I, come on, at least say a person. Uh, Al, Al. Where's Dave?
0: Where's Dave? We need somebody to kick around.
1: This he would is be getting... agreeing with me uncomfortably right now. We're... Okay, I can see that. We're and Dave's missing... old. We're also missing our
0: stat of the, week. Where's, Stand of the week. Where's Dave with the
1: stat of the week? In the week. Saul so <laughs> brings the glasses back. I think I, I nerded it out with some stats earlier because I figured Dave would be there. Walter Davis, uh, Alex in the chat says, uh, you know, they're, okay, if you don't want to count Al, fine. I understand Marion. Uh, I understand Amari. I think Paul Westfall uh, is is a great call on that when you look at the impact he had. And and you could count coaching, too, if you want to stretch the bounds of, of what we're going for. Uh, I think the injury history takes KJ out of it. I had a lot of people on Twitter say that as well. And I just – I don't see KJ uh, – I think I he's a KJ. tier one. A lot of but but guys. but
0: but the thing about KJ though, and the reason why KJ is up there, is because when you're talking about dynamic players and dudes that just there's something about them that just gives you gives you that that surprise and that you know that I think it, it, basketball is an entertainment, and I think we all want to be entertained. And when something happens unexpectedly, and KJ is probably the one son. That has produced those moments maybe more than anybody in terms of unexpectedly. And I'm talking about dunks, obviously. Dunking on big dudes like Olajuwon and Mark Eaton. I mean, those are, those are pretty cool moments in Suns history. And we show those all the time. Just like the Tom Chambers dunk where he hits Mark Jackson. And apparently he lifts another 18 feet in the air because of it. And, <laughs> and dunks on his head. You know, like. Those are the cool things, and so that's I think be
1: true, that is the the best and worst teabag in NBA history. The, and and K, and KJ and
0: KJ when when he's on, I don't know if there's a better guard in the league, and he he would give it to Magic too. And that's the thing is is KJ went up against greats and 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 would give it to them too. And that's that's why I could see an argument for KJ, but you know,
1: I could I get it, but to me the injuries. Kill that argument when it comes to when it comes to KJ because he was hurt so often that it it, it literally impacted the Suns' ability to win a title. I, I if KJ's healthy more, I think they win a title in those early nineties, mid nineties.
0: because I don't think so. They're not beating the Lakers. They're not beating the Trailblazers. That's they, the problem I is they couldn't beat them. I
1: think they could have beaten the Bulls in ninety three if KJ isn't injured. KJ's what? KJ's hobbled at that he gets hurt at the end of the season he's not at full strength uh they push him to six even with a kj that's not at full strength uh, and almost win game six if it's not for bad defensive rotations kevin johnson's injury history just it it takes him out of the running for me we got a couple others in the chat uh william uh, flaming ball Williams says tom chambers i loved him though uh, yeah, tip of the hat to Tom. He played well. Perplexed Damage thinks Dave would have said Alvin Adams because Dave remembers all the early uh, sons and <laughs> the first games played. I, I like uh, uh, I'm going to give the uh, middle finger to a few people in the chat who said, uh, Hello, said, I thought Espo was going to say Alex Len. Uh, yeah, no, thank you for that. And then Rick Johnson, says, I was thinking he was going to say uh, Eric Bledsoe. So screw you both. If I was going to say somebody obscure or somebody guess, on that, that at, least said, being,
0: at least nobody said the more
1: eyes. So. It would have been Goran Dragic, uh, you know, so. Or Bender. <laughs> no, Drog and Bender. Yeah. I would have been high on drug and Bender for about five minutes, and then that high wore off. I realized
0: that. Who do you think is the biggest bust in Sun's history?
1: Oh, I mean, there's so many. It's I know, tough. but pick one. Who do you I think mean, is the to, absolute worst? I don't want to speak ill of the Ill dead. Of the dead. <laughs> when you When you look at, you know, you could have had Kareem and you wind up with Neil Walk. That's not exactly the best. Uh, Armand Gilliam wasn't a great pick. Josh Jackson, Dragan Bender, obviously. Yeah, but Big at bust. least Armin,
0: Armin, guys like Armand Gilliam, at least they gave you something, right? Yeah.
1: But you were expecting a lot. I mean, uh, you know, Gilliam was six. Uh, who was uh, was it Bedford that was two? They had they had like they people forget. Everybody remembers Kareem. Well, they they got the number two pick in the uh, in the David Robinson draft too. So they're they were they have a history of missing out on that that franchise guy at the top of the draft. Uh, if anybody in the chat, look oh, who and, it uh, is
0: in the chat. Okay, and again, Look who uh, it is! Hey, uh, fresh, of fresh Dave. off the walker and at his cocktail at the table. Good uh, job,
1: Dave, Dave. Dave finished his his meal and is uh, you know, and, and wrapping up dessert right now. His dinner is over. Did you drink about- your
0: Ovaltine this morning, Dave?
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> at one in the morning. And Dave woke up, he had his Ovaltine. So, uh,
0: I'm sure his back is not happy right now, <laughs> moving today. So,
1: uh. uh before we, I, I got to read one other comment here, not not in relation to to the topic, but I just saw it in the chat and it made me laugh. b says Frank Kaminsky is the new GameStop stock. They were betting against him, but Espo kept investing to <laughs> renovate Kaminsky Cove. Yeah. Yes, uh, I, I, I have. A, now I'm being investigated by the SEC for uh, for pumping up that Kaminsky stock uh, way too yes. much.
0: So. William Skinnador in the chat talks about Dave and says he had his morning power walk around the hood this morning, so
1: that's (laughs) good. Yeah, you know Dave, living in that real ghetto area there. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, Yeah.
0: he doesn't seem like the type that lives on 27th Avenue Indian School, does he? No.
1: It's prop bet time. It is that time of year with the Super Bowl coming up on Sunday. Uh, Lots of uh, lots of gambling going on. And my favorite are the prop bets, you know, those ridiculous questions that are a little outside the norm. And there's an actual prop bet on the books for Sunday. Uh, Suns play the Celtics before the big game, the Super Bowl. Uh, Sunday afternoon and the the actual bet that you can put some money down on is uh, Suns points against the Celtics on Sunday or Chiefs rushing yards who has who has 110 ooh. or more uh, on ooh. Sunday what would you where would you land on that
0: um, ooh. I'm actually gonna say the Suns are gonna score more points than the Chiefs will have rushing yards
1: I agree. I think, especially with uh, uh, with you know, just the the Suns' offense starting to find its legs in this past week, and the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes uh, having that concussion in that last game, I I, I don't see them. Uh, I don't see the Chiefs getting more rushing yards than Sunset points. So uh, I agree with you. I'd take that. I wouldn't feel overly confident. I'm not betting no. a house payment. I'm probably betting a <laughs> on that bad boy, but uh, I would definitely put the money there. But you know what? I thought in the spirit of this, right? Why not make a few of our own Suns prop bets? There
0: we and go. That's what I'm talking about. This is
1: where we're getting to. There's always a, a method to the madness. Suns prop bet more Kendall Jenner photos in Suns gear. Or Devin Booker forty point games this season. Where are you going to bet? That is Kendall uh, Jenner on the screen in a throwback Suns uh, Suns sweater with the old school '90s logo on it. And I joked on Twitter I was more excited to see the Suns '90s logo than I was Kendall Jenner uh, because that logo is a thing of beauty.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say Kendall Jenner photos because I mean we've 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 already been seeing them. And I think there was another one too where she was wearing something different and it was Suns related as well. So yeah, she's so, all she's all over.
1: So we got two photos and no forty point game so far. I, I tend to lean in that direction. I'm guessing Kendall's gonna turn up the Suns attention to try to get Book some votes in the all-star game and we move on. Next one has to do with that. More likely Devin Booker makes the all-star game or the arena gets a name this season.
0: Ooh. Ooh, do we have a, a a graphic for that?
1: I don't.
0: Oh, okay. I, I was looking for I one. My bad. Look, I, I, I,
1: <laughs> I, I'm as the graphics department, I only have so much time.
0: So. <laughs> um, okay, so Devin Booker makes the All Star game, or the arena gets new name. Man, I I don't think Devin Booker has built his reputation enough. Um, to get the nod from a coach this year because he's going to need that because he's not getting in the vote because he's already like, I think, a 1.5 million behind the second vote getter, which is Luca at the guard position. Which they have Luca at the guard position. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Um, it doesn't
1: matter. Luca's going to get voted in because he has millions of stands across the world. Yeah. Like, for sure. like you need a real Kardashian push to get the. To get Booker in,
0: a real Kardashian push, yeah, um, yeah. So I'm going to say the arena gets new name.
1: Uh, from From a sun's uh, from a sun standpoint, I really hope they get the revenue of a of a new name. I, I certainly certainly do. Uh, I'm going to say Devin Booker gets in the All Star game though. I think coaches uh, are going to wind up voting him in if he if he picks it up over the next couple of weeks, just because as we've talked about, it's you know basically once you get in, it's a, it's a lot easier to wind up in that neighborhood. Again, the last one in son's prop bets, uh, DA gets fans respect or Nickelback gets the respect of music aficionados, which one is more likely.
0: Ooh, man. Nickelback getting respect. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, DA is going to get the respect before that happens for sure. <laughs> Nickelback. Oh no. Not
1: happening. Yeah, I think DA wins over Suns fans as well. So that is Suns prop bets as we go into a big game weekend. In the chat, Vincent says, Suns, uh, she needs, referring to Kendall, she needs a solar panel jersey. Like, well, we've got one here that we can send her. (laughs) Great Chinese knockoff, so we'll send it. Ricardo says, Aspo, don't talk about her. Please don't get Booker mad. I, I'm I'm being friendly I'm not being rude about about uh, miss Kendall Jenner there's nothing Dude, first gonna-
0: of all first of all if you think Espo is going to get Devin Booker mad on this podcast then man we have bigger problems if if Espo's gonna get under devin Booker's skin about comments about Kendall Jenner and they're not even lewd comments they're just like I like the sweater she's wearing like yeah you can go somewhere else with that because you it, and clearly you have not been looking all over the internet because there is far worse things out there that other people are saying than what Mr. Espo is saying for sure
1: i, I would hope book and i are, are cool enough that uh, that i can say the sweater is nice and not upset him but i would be happy if he did get upset just because that would mean he'd heard the show which i highly doubt he's ever heard a second of this program for good reason <laughs> and then uh vincent says in the chat we need the solar panel arena uh, if you want to donate a lot more by clicking the join button on uh, uh, on the youtube channel I, I i'm if you can get me you know 30 million we'll spend it on the naming rights on the arena, we will do that. Uh, so you brought up uh, all star voting. Uh, it looks like, according to the first round of votes here from the Western Conference, you look at it, Devin Booker is sixth, Chris Paul is seventh, uh, Devin Booker 173,000, almost 174,000 votes, Chris Paul 128,000. Uh, top two get in to start and they're in quite the hole as Steph Curry has two million. Luka Doncic, 1.3 million. Damian Lillard, almost a million. So I'm guessing we're not going to see any uh, Suns play, Suns uh, guards in the All-Star starting lineup, but not really a surprise there. I am a little disappointed in the fact that the Suns fans uh, have not gotten out a little bit more in force and supported Uh, our guys, but that seems to be a, uh, a normal occurrence when you look at these kind of things. So does it surprise you at all? Uh, No,
0: no, not at all. Um, You know, I I think this is to be expected. We knew Steph Curry, when he came back, he was probably gonna get the most votes and he is uh, and deservedly. So he's, he's playing at a high level. Uh, Luca has not been very good this year. He's been okay. He hasn't been amazing. So the fact that he's, Outvoting Damian Lillard, who I think has been far better, um, that's just because of his reputation, I guess. Uh, outside of that, nothing else on there really. Su- John Morant up there above Donovan Mitchell is kind of a surprise.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think that certainly is. I although you know, this voting, you know, with the with the tweeting and everything and retweeting and you know, it it's skewed. I mean, it doesn't. Uh, John Morant has a pretty big. Fan base out there, especially with some of his highlight plays and stuff. Donovan Mitchell is a a polarizing figure. I don't know a lot of people that that dislike John Morant in a way that they dislike Donovan Mitchell. So I don't know that that necessarily surprises me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's a perplexed damage, says Jalen Smith, won the skills competition. I don't know how far down the list they're going to invite people to uh, participate in a potential skills competition. <laughs> They've gone pretty far down the list if Jalen Smith is in it. But you know what? That uh, Right now, it's time for the best part of the program, uh, as always. It is time for Espo's Big Board. And this week the topic is, and I know this is a great one for those of you listening to the podcast edition of the show, I will do my best to paint a picture with my words. But uh, Devin Booker this week dropped a photo of him in what appears to be a parking garage uh, with a classic car and his dog. Uh, And there's a lot of jokes about what album cover is, is this Devin Booker photo. So in honor of that, I decided I was going to pick my top five favorite Suns photos.
0: Are you, are you talking about? You talking about this photo right here?
1: Yes, that one.
0: Yeah, B- level B. B. <laughs> I, I,
1: I don't know that. You know, I get it, but uh, I joke. A level player, B level rapper. If if we're gonna if we're gonna drop an album, I, I've never heard Devin Booker sing, but I can't imagine it's uh, at the level that his basketball playing is. But yeah, it inspired me to to pick my top five son's photos of all time. At number five, it was a tie, both of them Sir Charles Barkley uh, on the photos. And the first one is a, a photo you've all probably seen this uh, on the screen for those of you watching, but for those of you listening, I'll describe it. It's Charles Barkley in on a background that looks like a 90s background that you would have used for your corporate headshot, smashing two plated basketballs together i never understood this photo and yet absolutely loved it uh charles doesn't seem like he knows why he's doing this either but he uh, played along with what the photographer thought so i always found that funny and tied for fifth uh has to be charles barkley in the hot tub at what i believe was america west arena with a rubber ducky i never got any kind of uh any kind of reasoning why this photo happened, but it was taken from above. He's smiling. It is just the most bizarre photo. And yet for (laughs) some reason, I love it. It's ridiculous. And it makes me smile every time I see it. So that is number five. Number four on the big board this week, Steve Nash playing hockey in a son's uniform. And I love this photo because I've actually heard the backstory on it. The ice was down at the arena, for uh for the phoenix coyotes phoenix coyotes at the time when they're playing at america west arena steve nash was a rookie uh he comes there and they're going to do a photo shoot and he sees the ice and he's a canadian boy right so he wants to get out there they put him out there they take some photos it winds up as his upper deck card one year also winds up as the cover of a fast break magazine uh it's steve nash holding a hockey stick in a full a sunburst sun's white uniform hockey skates on with a basketball in place of the puck. And there's actually, if you search it, some great video of uh, Steve Nash actually skating around, actually shooting hockey pucks during this shoot. And uh, you can't tell in the way they took the photo, but the uniform has no number or no name on it. They didn't even have a Nash Jersey for him at the time. That's how, uh, how young he is, his rookie year Hmm. there. Uh, so that is number four. Number three on the big board, and everybody remembers this photo, it's Eric Bledsoe, Goran Dragic, Isaiah Thomas, all grabbing at one basketball, and they say a picture is worth a thousand words. This one is worth a million of them, and most of them are curse words, because we all remember this is actually how this all played out. Three-point guards could not work together because they all wanted the ball, and it wound up with Two of the three traded, and one of them eventually saying, I don't want to be here. So this photo is both painful and hilarious to see every time I see it. That's why it's number three. Number two, Aquaman. No, not the DC superhero photo. It's actually Wesley Person in a full sun's white sunburst uniform underwater with a basketball. Now, you look at it and he's holding his breath. His cheeks are puffed. He looks terrified. And that's because he actually is. This was another Fast Break magazine photo shoot. And former boss of mine, Jeremy McPeak over there, who used to be one of the heads of Fast Break magazine, had this great idea. They they said, you know, that before book shots were wet like Wesley Person. Oh, Aquaman would be a great nickname. Let's throw him in a pool, take a photo for the cover of the magazine. There was one giant problem. Wesley Person didn't know how to swim and didn't like the water. So <laughs> he was a good sport. He went underwater, held his breath. They took a photo with this uh, underwater camera that they rented. Not the greatest photo in Suns history, but one of the greatest stories and a ridiculous-looking photo. That's why it comes in. At number two on the list, and what most of these Saul's been throwing up uh, on the screen, the last one, number one, I actually brought the photo. It is Hello. Elliot Baird- in a bathtub full of socks, because he was known <laughs> as socks, right? Lounging in there with his son. Oh, my gosh. Hang in the background. It's the cover of Fast Break magazine. It also made it on one of Elliot Perry's cards. The headline on the magazine is Socks Appeal. Yes, Elliot Perry in a clawfoot tub full of socks. The headline, Socks Appeal. And the reason I have this, fun story. My last game working for the Suns, they were playing the Memphis Grizzlies uh, and – Elliot Perry was working for the Grizzlies. I knew I had this magazine up in my office. I ran up and grabbed it, broke the rule of asking somebody for an autograph. Didn't do it, but twice in my time with the Suns, one of them being Elliot Perry signing this cover of the magazine that says, best wishes, Elliot Perry. Him I And mean, he's not actually, but it appears he's naked in about the full of socks. So uh, yeah, that is... Uh, his top five. No, uh, Sawbox in the chat says, Amari naked didn't make the top five. No, not for me. But uh, no judgment if he makes your top five there. There is a great Amari Stoudemire poster that I've been in search of for years. It is him with his feet up on a desk. In uh, in a paint shop, and it says owner of the paint, and I, I and he's wearing a tie and a shirt and business pants, and he's on an old school phone. I always found that poster entertaining. I've never been able to purchase it, but that one that one was just outside my top five. But I thought top five photos in Sun's history that is, I suppose, big board.
0: Nice big board. I like that one.
1: Hey, you gotta have some. Fun when when, when I get
0: quiet, it's because I'm like. Oh man, I forgot about
1: that picture. <laughs> Look, this is obscurity that that I know uh, because of years of of uh, reading Fastbreak magazine in particular. There are a lot of photos like that that came from that hat tip to Jerry McPeak and the old Fast Break crew. Uh, if you don't remember, it was the Suns' official magazine for uh, well over a decade in the late '80s, early '90s. One of my favorites. I, I believe that brings us, unless uh, unless you haven't imagined this for me, Saul, I believe that brings us to the end of the show.
0: No, imagine this. Imagine if I didn't have to wake up at 8 o'clock in the morning to do this show. Man, wouldn't that be great? <laughs>
1: you know, there are like seven days in between when we do the show,
0: right? I know, but I have to wake up early for all those too, you know what I mean? It's like, uh, it never stops. It's all good. Uh, um, no, I know imagine this this week. Um, it'll be exciting. It'll be interesting to see how the sun's react um you know or, or play this week you know they got the celtics uh tomorrow and then they have the Cavs on monday and hey if you're fortunate enough to get a ticket welcome back that's that's kind of cool the suns are back in the arena or the fans are allowed back in the arena a, a, a certain amount not not all the fans obviously so
1: 1500 um, i believe is yeah
0: the... i do believe they're they're selling tickets now so um yeah should be fun
1: yep uh good uh Good on them. If you if you get a go, I'd love to hear what the experience is like, because I think it is going to truly be one of a kind as you're not going to experience anything quite like what we're going on now. Uh, Fifteen hundred fans in a cavernous new arena. It certainly will feel uh, luxurious and like <laughs> like you're getting it to yourself. Lots of space to put up the feet, walk in the concourse, and the like. So, uh, if you do, seriously, if you do get to go out to one of the games, we'd love to hear about your experience. You can email us mailbag at solarpanelpod.com. You can tweet us at sunsolarpanel. Uh, big shout out to Dave King. We appreciate you. I know we, we joke around, but we do love you. Looking forward to having you back next week on the show. He is Saul Bookman. You can follow him at Twitter. At Saul underscore Bookman, the underscore is there because neither the Saul nor the Bookman want to admit that they know each other. That's how uh, embarrassing. Uh, it's of a week it's been trying to put the house together for Saul, and they're not <laughs> talking to each other on that. As yeah. Far. On 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 the tweeters, uh, you can hit me up. there, show at Sun Solar Panel. So until next week, we'll talk to you here on the Solar Panel. Oh hey.